From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, April 14th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Ohio's health officials say that the pause being imposed on use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine should not cause alarm, but reassure Ohioans that safety is the number one priority. Kevin Landers has more with Ohio's chief medical officer, Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff. Let's start by emphasizing that doctors say this is very rare what is happening with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. How rare? This is one in a million regarding these blood clots that are happening. The fact that the CDC and the FDA have raised concerns and pushed the pause button on the basis of these six cases should give Ohioans great confidence in not only the priority that is being placed on vaccine safety, but also the reliability and transparency of the CDC's and FDA's safety monitoring systems. Because Ohio is no longer using the J&J vaccine until it gets the clear from the FDA, it's shifting its doses of Moderna and Pfizer to other clinics. Outside the statehouse, Kevin Landers. With that news yesterday about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, Ohio health officials are adjusting their plans. Bryant Somerville has more with Columbus's public health commissioner. The Ohio Department of Health offering the other vaccinations, Pfizer, Moderna, to those scheduled to get the Johnson & Johnson shot. The bad news, whereas we had three vaccines, we're now down to two. Dr. Mashika Roberts says depending on how long this recommendation could potentially last, it could mean a major backup. This is going to slow our progress down. Um, We were making some good headway with having three vaccines on the market, especially one that was more mobile and allowed us to do one shot and not have to do a second vaccine. In Columbus, Brian Somerville. Columbus area police have identified the man killed by officers at Mount Carmel St. Anne's Hospital in Westerville on Monday afternoon. Investigators say they're working to figure out what led to that altercation between officers, security, and 27-year-old Miles Jackson inside of the emergency room. Westerville police say they were transferring custody of Jackson during the incident, which led to both Columbus police officers and St. Anne's security officers firing their guns. Police say Jackson had warrants out for his arrest from Columbus police for domestic violence and a weapons charge. The Ohio BCI is leading the investigation into the shooting. A candlelight vigil to commemorate the men and women of color who have been killed at the hands of police turned into a demonstration that led to a number of protesters being pepper sprayed at Columbus Police Headquarters last night. Angela Reigert reports. There was this vigil. It was peaceful. There were about 40 or so people there. They then planned to come over here to Columbus Police Headquarters. They were standing outside. They were chanting. Demonstrators were able to get through that first set of doors here at Columbus Police Headquarters. Then we know there was pepper spray at some point. We heard Police saying that at least one officer was hit with pepper spray. We also heard many demonstrators saying they were hit with pepper spray. We were also told at least one person was detained in Columbus. Angela Rygard. Columbus's mayor has issued a statement following that clash between police officers and protesters last night. More from Tracy Townsend. Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther tweeted, We share the frustrations over police killings of unarmed black men, and we support nonviolent protests. That does not include breaking into public buildings or violence against officers. Let me be clear, violence and destruction will not be tolerated. Again, that's part of the statement from Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther. I'm Tracy Townsend. 
Republicans in the Ohio House have proposed a 2% personal income tax cut in their version of the state budget. ONN's Dave James has the details. Lawmakers say that amounts to $380 million in reduced taxes over two years beginning July 1st. Critics have long complained that such tax breaks are overwhelmingly realized by wealthier Ohioans. The plan unveiled yesterday also includes an overhaul of the way the state funds schools to make it more equitable. The nearly $2 billion proposal calls for the changes to take place over the next six years and says no school district will lose funding during the phase-in. Dave James, I went in news. Authorities say charges have been filed in connection with a vandalism incident at the Ohio State House early Monday morning. Andrew Kinsey has the latest. New video released by the Ohio State Highway Patrol. It shows a man setting off a fire extinguisher on the building's floor. This happened early in the morning and windows were left busted. Crews had to clean up all the damage left behind. When police arrived, they found the man outside. They say he called 911 to get help after taking illegal drugs. He's now identified as 36-year-old Jeremy Ibanez. He's charged with vandalism. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Students at the University of Toledo held a protest on campus yesterday as the nation again deals with high-profile cases involving police shootings. Roxanne Elias reports. Student leaders took to campus calling for U Toledo to be vocally anti-racist right now. Taylor Wynn says not addressing the shootings and normalizing black people getting slaughtered. That's not normal, but we've normalized. The U Toledo spokesperson sent this statement. The University of Toledo welcomes conversations with students and the campus community to strengthen an inclusive environment at U Toledo free of racism, sexism, bigotry, and other negative influences. Roxanne Elias in West Toledo. In Washington, Ohio's Republican senator is critical of President Joe Biden's $2.3 trillion infrastructure plan. ONN's Dave James has more. Portman says he likes the infrastructure part of it. It's just that there's a lot in here that is not related to infrastructure, so target to build more. And second, it has a lot of big tax increases to pay for it. The $2.1 trillion in tax increases are going to come primarily from American workers. Portman says workers will ultimately pay because the tax increase on businesses will mean lower wages and fewer jobs. Dave James, I went in news. Jane Timken, who is running for a U.S. Senate seat opening in Ohio next year, has erroneously claimed she never donated to former Governor John Kasich's 2016 presidential campaign. Here's Tracy Townsend. Campaign finance filings show Timken gave Kasich $2,700 that year. Timken made the inaccurate claim Friday after a conservative radio host called her a huge Kasich fan. Kasich is a sharp critic of former President Donald Trump. Trump's endorsement is coveted by Republicans running for the Ohio seat. A spokesperson says Timken's husband made the Kasich donation unbeknownst to his wife. She says the Timkins contributed over $5 million to Trump. I'm Tracy Townsend. And Dayton Police Chief Richard Beal says he is retiring. Beal led the department's response to a mass shooting in Dayton's Entertainment District in 2019. He said in a statement yesterday it was the greatest honor of his career to serve as the city's police chief for 13 years. The Dayton Daily News reports Mayor Nan Whaley said the community would miss his leadership. The search for a replacement for Beal will start this month and will include input from the community. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.